Welcome back, everyone, to the Vitamin C podcast hosted by creators. We're excited to be with you again, and we have a really cool guest today. Um, so yeah, let's let's just go ahead and get into it. We have with us Moroni Laulupututau. I said that right, right? Very well. Sweet. Awesome. Um, he is a BYU grad, former student athlete, um, and he, he's an entrepreneur and he's doing awesome things. So yeah, if you just want to kind of introduce yourself and, and your businesses, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. So I was born in Hawaii, grew up in northern Utah in Cache Valley, for those who are familiar with that area. Uh, went to Mountain Crest High School, and then I played ball, played football at, uh, <laughs> yeah, played football at, at BYU from 2015 to 2020, 2019. Uh, studied construction management there. Um, and then I guess it's been four years now since since BYU, three or four years. And and so I guess between now and then, a lot of my time career-wise has been mixed up in construction and real estate. Um, so I started out in construction, um, grunt stuff, you know, learning ground up, uh, did a lot of traveling and then started in the commercial space. So I didn't do much residential. Um, did a lot of federal contracts, worked for a company that did that, and then went over to a commercial builder, multifamily. So I managed some apartment buildings and such. Um, and, and I guess it's worth mentioning during all this time that I had my job, I had side gigs, right? I had side things I was doing, um, books I was reading, seminars I was going to, YouTube videos I was watching, right? So mm -hmm. during the day job, it was constant learning about real estate and development because that's what I wanted to end up in. Yeah. And just let me know if I'm going on too long, but I'm just no, giving, you're all good. You're giving all good. a long intro here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had, a, I had a window cleaning company, right? I had a pressure washing company um, during all of this, um, did some landscaping, um, so, so all of these things are going on. There's a lot going on in, in two or three years after college. Um, and, and I share that just because being that it's only three or four years, all of that led to being able to jump into my own thing, which is what I'm currently doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm the, I'm the founder of Somnium development, pretty, pretty new. It's new. It, it's, I, I'm about to hit a year oh, wow. but on my own, on my first um, real estate development company. Mm -hmm. And primarily what I focus on is, um, uh, raw land acquisition for, uh, land that's zoned multifamily mm -hmm. as well as self-storage or warehouse space as well. And focusing on the development part of that. So I guess that's just intro and there's a lot that you could unpack yeah. there, but it, it, essentially that's, I guess who I can, who I am, what I come from, from a um, career standpoint. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like obviously you have had like a pretty extensive work history. I mean, it's like so far, even I think it's, it's cool how, you know, even during your day job, you had other things going on. You were, you know, running other little companies, doing a lot of self-educating stuff. How did you like first, get interested in and get started into entrepreneurship and starting 
like these side hustles that would turn into Somnium that you have now? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think everyone's path is different. Mine was coming from a place where I realized how I grew up. It now credit to my mom, right? I mean, she's a single mom. She did her best. However, it just, I would never want my family to grow up the way I did. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, you know, we were poor. We were very, very poor, lived in small apartments, and there was six siblings sharing one bathroom. Um, so so I guess the motivation and, and the first question came from, why am I and my family living one way and then seeing other people live another way? Right. So that's what sparks it. And I think that's along the lines of anyone who has those questions. It's some extent of that, right? Seeing and understanding how people live. Um, and so going to BYU really just opened my eyes. So I'm really grateful for BYU just because that's the start of, oh, wow, there's all these careers. There's different types of people. There's different walks of life. And one thing, I guess, to answer your question is, and I'd say it was one of my biggest strengths, is just being perspicacious. It's being curious. It's just being willing to ask questions and go find answers. Um, not just looking at something and just saying, oh, that's just how it is. Like mm. asking why, how, that's really what jump-started it. And then, um, yeah, just having that desire, you have to start somewhere. So it's, yeah, your first business is just me knocking on doors and pitching pricing to wash windows. Like it starts mm. out really simple, mm. but those things grow, you learn lessons. And so you go from, at least for me, from window washing to realizing, oh, you can do more and more and more to now what is I'm chasing, you know, 200 unit real estate wow. development projects. That's awesome. But, you know, you know, your eyes have to be open to it at some point or another. And you have to be, be willing to ask why and how. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I think it totally does. I think for a lot of people, they there's a certain lifestyle they want to live, even if it's just having a better life for their kids than what they had. I think that's what drives it for a lot of people wanting to start out and do something where, you know, they control the money they bring in and it's not just they're being written a check by their company. So 100%. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's it's different for everyone, right? And I'm not saying the way I grew up and how my story is is better because I have a ton of friends who were born into a family where they're well off, right? They're set there, but they still have to learn at some extent or another, the same lessons I did. They're just starting at a different point. Right. And so I think it's, it's, you know, first things first is where am I at? Like, what are my resources? Where am I at truly? Like not focusing about other people or their network or whatever, where am I at? What do I know? and work with what you got, right? And then you start there and you start building from there. I like that a lot. That's cool. So obviously you've you've had a few different side hustles, like you mentioned, building up to where you're at. Um, for, you know, the audience of the podcast and where people are at in school, a lot of people are looking for, you know, different side hustles and things and things to start out in entrepreneurship. For yourself, how did you know what was a good idea and how did you know when to move on and what to move on to? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the hardest things 
let's assume you already have an entrepreneurship mind, right? Like that's something you want to do. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things for entrepreneurs is deciding what to choose because there's always the next shiny object. There's always the new idea, right? The things you hear on TikTok or social media, the new passive income uh, methods, right? So there's always these different things. What I realized was, again, going back to my earlier point, what do I have? How much money do I have? What does my network look like? What does my time look like? What's realistic? Okay. Lay that out first. And then you're able to say, okay, I'll look into this and see if it fits within what I'm capable of. And so for me, it was like, okay, I need something that's very cheap to start. Mm -hmm. So for my window cleaning, one example, like go buy a bucket and a mop, (laughs) right? $10 thing. You literally can start with that. You don't have to start with big stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a ladder off Facebook Marketplace. There you go. 20 bucks of business cards. Print them off and start knocking doors, right? And before you know it, it was to my average was $300 a door for a home. Wow. Um, for washing windows, right? And so obviously there's research that goes into that before, but doing my research on things that are easy to start up, you can start making money right away. That's what I needed. So that's what I went with. But there's digital marketing, right? There's SEO. There's there's a whole bunch of things that, that you can do. What I will say is just pick one. Like the two months that you'll spend doing all this stuff, trying to like decide what to do, you could have been trying one for two months. Mm. And there's time, right? So just pick one and go try it. Um, so I tried landscaping one before, didn't really work. I didn't like it. So that's why I moved to window cleaning. Mm. You just have to go do something like be about it. Right. Like just try. Um, so that's kind of how I'd go about deciding, um, do your research, but just start, start doing something, start trying something, get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I never did sales, you know, never did, but you just go out and you try and you knock doors and before you know it, then, then I made enough to buy some professional equipment, right? $2,000 worth of professional equipment. Wow. And I was able to scale. And now instead of being able to do one home for $300 a day, because I'm doing everything by hand, I have a machine mm-hmm. right now. I can whip three of them out in a day. So it's just a matter of growing and scaling, but if you never start, then. Yeah. Then you'll never grow. There, there you'll never grow. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Um, so you you did kind of some more of these kind of like your labor, hard labor work for a while, and then you grew and you decided to go into this kind of professional or like just real estate, I guess. Um, so with like the high barrier to entry there, what motivated you to get into that? Yeah, I honestly... I'd never seen how the other half lived and I'm talking about like the 1%, right? Mm. And I'm I wouldn't I'm not there. Yeah. Um that's a goal, of course. Um So my first taste of that was really just the donor for my scholarship when I was playing football. Um and we we have yearly dinners where we meet them and mm-hmm. get to know about them and I think that was really the first time I heard about real estate development. So I heard about that's what he did, had zero clue what that meant, absolutely no clue or mm-hmm. what that looks like. 
But I was at their house for dinner. I saw his Audi R8. Like, <laughs> you know, I saw the way he was living. And so, again, back to the earlier point, I go, I'm go, I go home now and I'm like, okay, what does this guy do? Who is this guy? Like, what is he doing? What does this mean? Um, okay, so at BYU, kind of the closest thing that I is construction management. So, and and I knew being a developer, you have to have some knowledge of construction, right? And how that process works. So I figured it was a good fit. But that's kind of what sparked my interest was seeing someone and how they lived and saying, I would, I could model my life after that. Like, I, that'd be good to have. Mm-hmm. And then going out and, again, just being curious on mm-hmm. what that is and what it takes to become that. And does that align with my personal strengths, right? Because not everybody's going to be a real estate developer. Not everybody's going to be a broker, not, you know, yeah. investment banker, whatever it is you're interested in, being an artist. So it had to be something that aligned with my strengths. And that's kind of what I ended up at. Okay. So if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of, you saw this person that you wanted to model your life after at the beginning of your college career or in your education. And that's just what you've been working towards this whole time. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. And yep, exactly. And it's not like it was, I mean, my past can be very different to other people. Like I was working in landscaping and construction Mm -hmm. and doing managing other projects. But like I said, in the background, getting home, you know, every every chance that I had, I was still reading books. I was still paying to go to seminars. I was still paying for courses. I never lost vision of what I wanted to end up in. Even though I started in construction, mm-hmm. it never was a, a second thought to, I'm going to end up in real estate development. Like that's still my main goal. I'm still going to learn as much as I can to do that. Um, and so that's kind of how my path went. That's awesome. That's really cool. So with you starting up this business, you're almost a year in. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. What, what's been the scariest part about starting something like this that's so big? Uh, I mean, there's the financial aspect, of course. I think that's what everyone would first think of mm-hmm. is how can I start something on my own? How am I going to live? How am I going to pay the bills? Um. So like I said, I just... I think that was one of the biggest things financially, mm-hmm. but also, um, do I know enough was another big doubt, right? Like, mm-hmm. do I know enough to go do this? Like, this is what I want to do, but yeah, once I'm in it, can I really do it by myself? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the same point that I learned in window cleaning. I was like, I did three months of research, like before I did anything, like mm-hmm. I learned everything there was about rubbers and different equipment and and it didn't matter how much research I did when I was out there on the doors or like trying to clean windows I had to learn things all over again yeah so with my real I'd use that same concept yeah it's a lot bigger scale and there's a lot more to learn but it was the same thing was like I know enough right I've put in the work I've read enough books I've had some mentors some seminars um, to know I know I have a great foundation of what it is and how to do it. Mm-hmm. Now there's still some missing pieces, but I knew that can be made up in partners, right? And in, in partnering with different people and learning as you go. Um, because the fact of the matter is you'll never know everything there is to know about what you want to do. And 
the most you're going to learn is once you actually start. So just having that knowledge and saying, okay, making sure I have the financing in order, right? That it's feasible to do that. Then what else is stopping me besides fear of the unknown? Which when you think about it, it's like, that's a pretty dumb reason not to try something. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers the question. No. Yeah, totally. I, I think that's, there's a, there's a lot of fears that people have and obviously you're not alone in having those same fears, but I think in the end you just went out and did it. Even if you didn't feel like you knew everything, you probably knew more than you thought you did right. and you were ready to just go out and do it. Right. Awesome. Um, right. You've talked like a lot about seeing you've, been reading tons of books you've been you know going on youtube you can go into seminars and stuff are there any like specifics that you would recommend to people that want to start something on their own or even go into real estate themselves yeah um i think well let me think one that comes to mind i mean rich dad poor dad if you're gonna be an entrepreneur that's like number one you gotta you gotta just that's understand awesome. that um I think another one that really helped me was Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. Um, I'm not a salesman, but if you're an entrepreneur, you are a salesman. Like yeah. You have to know how to communicate. You have to know how to give someone a vision. You're either giving a vision or you're being sold a vision, right? And so that one was huge for me in, in development in real estate. And it translates really well because my whole job is to get people on board with a project, and see the vision. And so that one was really good that I think can transcend many different industries. Yeah. If I had to give one or two, um, as far as seminars and other things like that, um, something I did was tap into my network and I just asked every friend, right? Like who's the richest person, you know, right? Like, yeah. dude, I got nobody on my list. Like I came from <laughs> a town of 2000 and everybody milks cows and like, Iron Utah. Iron Utah, bro. Like there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of jets out there. Let's just say yeah. that. But it's I started there. Like, who's the richest person you know? Okay. And then anybody in real estate? That's where I went. And try and get a hold of them. And um, any honestly, anyone who's really in that position, if you come to them with you know, sincerity and you're humble and you're like, I just want to learn, like please, I just want to pick your brain or whatever. Mm -hmm. most of them are going to say yes and give you the yeah. time of day. And so that it, that's what I would say is another big part is, yeah, a lot of books and stuff are good, but mm -hmm. go into your network. Who do you know? And just start talking to them, ask them how they got there and yeah. what they did. And that gives you the confidence, right. To be able to say, eventually I can do that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I really like that. I think there's so many resources for everybody that they just kind of, don't realize that they're there they don't appreciate them they just kind of sit there i guess yeah no for sure for sure definitely so we, we've also mentioned that obviously you you played football at byu and that's that kind of puts you in a unique position um as opposed to a lot of other people and a lot of un other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. how has the lessons that you've learned in sports how they translated to your professional career yeah, that's a great question. The first one is just work ethic. Um, you're, I mean, my freshman year is like, you're up at five, 5.30. You got to get to workouts at 6.15. And then you're done around 
12, one or two with practices, workouts and nutrition and mm-hmm. rehab, whatever the case may be. And then you got classes till six or seven at night. Right. And then some, some days you got that seven to 10 class and yeah. calm, like, why is it seven to 10? But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like you're five thirty six in the morning till six or seven at night for four years. And I mean, you really learn how to work, which is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, punctuality. If you're not five minutes, 10 minutes early, you're doing 200 up downs. Like that's just what it is. <laughs> so like, yeah, being punctual, being, um, being able to work. And then also just rubbing shoulders with a lot of different types of people. Mm-hmm. I think if there's any way you can get out and expose yourself to different um, upbringings, different people, it really helps you change your paradigm and, and how you see and communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And so that was another huge benefit because you're around 120 guys, you're very close all day, every day. And like, you have to learn how to, how to behave yourself and understand others. Yeah. Um, so there's a few things. And there, honestly, there's so many more um, that football taught me, but I don't think they're exclusive to football. I think it was much easier for me to learn because of football, um, but not impossible for anyone else to learn those same lessons. It just comes in different circumstances. Absolutely. That's awesome. That, I mean, that's a great opportunity to play. And I mean, just playing at BYU is, is awesome in general. So it was, and the network is crazy. You know, it, it, it really does open your, um, open the door to a lot of awesome people uh, mm-hmm. being in that space for sure. Absolutely. So with your football, we saw that you kind of started up like a, a football training camp or something in that realm called Cash Valley Stars. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, yeah, so that was one year after... I think it was 20 after 20. So 2021, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all while I was working full time as well, managing some projects, but I just threw on a little side thing mm-hmm. that was a football camp for people where we grew up. Right. Mm-hmm. In cash Valley, there was never really anything like that when, when I was growing up yeah. and there's so many of those camps and stuff down here in Utah County that I saw and trainers and, seven on sevens and, you know, there's just a ton of stuff. And so yeah. I was like, man, if I can go back and try and give something back to the community and, and throw a camp on there, that'd be awesome. So, mm-hmm. so I did. And, you know, we had, we had a decent turnout. It was probably 25 guys and awesome. um, for year one and had a lot of my teammates come out and just teach some of the guys. And unfortunately like Somnium development, my company now and, mm-hmm some other job offers kind of took me away from being able to do that year over year, but it was a really cool experience. And a lot of lessons I learned from that, like Mm -hmm. planning an event and just going through costs and analysis and ordering and planning um, that little three month period. Like I learned a ton of lessons from that. So like, I'm so glad I did it, even though it's not still going. Mm -hmm. Um, like I I have I specifically know skills that I use now that I used then on just how to plan and create an event and make things attractive, right? And so that was a cool learning experience, fun little thing I did. Um, unfortunately, it's not still going, but it it was pretty it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. I think just wanting to give back like that is is really cool, and I think that's 
I mean, I think it doesn't happen enough. A lot of people do it, but I think it's it's cool that you're willing to do that. And I mean, yeah, obviously I grew up there and there's not a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. So Yeah. Yeah, awesome. that's true. I, I hope it I hope there there does or, or there is more that comes in Cash Valley. And I and I have seen a few guys start doing some stuff for football and sports, mm-hmm. but it, it definitely still needs more love and care and attention up there. It definitely does. Yeah. Um, so with um Somnium and everything, what what's your goals for it? Where where do you want to see it in the next, you know, five, ten years? Oh, that's a good question. So I my first goal, I guess if I had to put like a number, a number goal would be to have a hundred million in assets under management, right? Projects done. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's a, I think it's a big goal and yeah it's lofty and it should be you know and I've had people laugh at me and <laughs> for my goals but at the end of the day it's like if you don't have a big goal then what are you doing you know what I mean yeah exactly <laughs> I agree so 100, 100, 100 million assets under management would be my goal and by the time I'm thirty five so that's seven years okay um that would be a big one and then I have some you know, general, you know, other general vague goals as far as um, service or giving back to church and, and mm-hmm. things like that and temples. But I'd say that's kind of my big one that I'm chasing. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's a big goal. But I mean, obviously with your drive and your work ethic, I think that's definitely within reach. So that's yeah, awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it is lofty, but I mean, it's, it's on the way there and I, it's not impossible. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen it be done. So for sure. Why not? Why not me? I guess is what there I you go. Why yeah. not? <laughs> awesome. Um, well, we don't have a ton of time left. Um, but I guess for you, what is a piece of advice that you would give to students that want to get into entrepreneurship? Um, I had to give one advice. Well, there's a lot. There's so many lessons, but honestly, yeah. just start doing something. Just try something. Mm-hmm. Um, build up your your experience, and the, and those blocks will start to build, and your confidence will build. Mm-hmm. Um, but just ask questions, be curious, and don't be afraid to to start something. Yeah. Tap into your network. Um, I don't know if you're gonna ask this or not, but I saw the a quote. I I, I like a quote. Yeah. Um, then this was the one that really kind of helped me tip over the edge and start Somnium because I'd had other companies, but yeah, this was a, I mean, this was, you know, the one that I've been waiting to do. Um, it's, there's no passion to be found in playing small and settling for a life less than the one you're capable of living. And that's Nelson Mandela. Um, so yeah, like dream big, like there's no point in dreaming small. Uh, Well, you know, everyone's different i guess i shouldn't say that but whatever that means to you small or big Mm -hmm. um and everyone's different and there's no wrong or right like we're all given different talents and points of life and different things but i would say dream big and figure out how to get there yeah absolutely you got it it's not easy but nothing nothing worthwhile is easy so there you go i i love that (laughs) well yeah what that's that's an awesome quote 
I'm glad that you had that ready. Um, <laughs> my quote for for this week it's it's kind of a simpler one, but I just I like it. It says today was good, today was fun, tomorrow is another one. And I didn't intend for that to rhyme, but it just did because it's a Dr. Seuss quote. But nice. I think it's important too because. I think entrepreneurship is supposed to be fun and doing something on your own. If you're not having fun, then, then what is the point of doing it? You know? Yeah. So. No, I love that. I think there's a lot of truth to that simple quote. I mean, you have good days and bad days Mm -hmm. and you got to be able to see the fun in it. I I really like that one. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We, we like to end the episode with kind of a big thought provoking question. So this is the question for this week. If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? Hmm. How young are we talking here? That's up to you. <laughs> um, dude, that's hard, man. Because it's like you don't want to change anything that's happened. Yeah. You feel like it's turned out pretty well. That's true. And I wouldn't want to give any specifics. Maybe like buy Bitcoin or something dumb like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's yeah, awesome. go all in in Bitcoin. Refinance right. your parents' house or something. Hey, I like that. Because like <laughs> anything else, I wouldn't want to change, you know, like mm-hmm. the trajectory. Yeah. So it all like got say something dumb like that. Like, yeah. A gimmicky one. <laughs> I like that. I think for myself, it will probably be something just like to, to just – not be like scared and just be more confident i feel like and just in everything like i for myself obviously i'm not as talented athletically as you are and that's just natural too but i think if i just would have like tried harder in a lot of things i could have had a better experience but i mean obviously i'm very happy where i am and yeah yeah well yours was a lot better than mine so let's go with yours (laughs) all right well we'll stick with mine yours is second place (laughs) that works awesome well thank you to everyone who listened um we hope you got something out of this that that will mean something to you and that you can put into your entrepreneurship and into you know whatever you're getting into right now um but yeah thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time